It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. I just want to start off the show by offering my sincere congratulations to the Chicago Bears who now hold the number one overall pick in the 2024 NFL Draft. Congrats, guys. You earned it. Great job. My God, what a failure of a season for the Carolina Panthers. You are Locked On Panthers, your daily Carolina Panthers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into another edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, as always, Julian Council, talking Carolina Panthers with you every Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, your team every day. That's our motto here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Subscribe or follow the show for free on YouTube, where I am live right now and live following every Carolina Panthers game and whenever big breaking news happens or you can check us out wherever you listen to your favorite podcast today's episode of locked on panthers is brought to you by prize picks the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports go to prizepicks.com slash locked on nfl and use code all lowercase locked on nfl for a first deposit match up to 100 dollars the carolina panthers zero zip zilch goose egg the Jacksonville Jaguars, not Jaguars, Jaguars 26. Carolina Panthers, shout out for the first time since November 24th of the 2002 season against the Atlanta Falcons. They had the second longest streak in the NFL without having gone scoreless, 342 games. The team that has the best streak is the Baltimore Ravens, who improved to 12-3, and 13-3? Yeah, 13-3, and three, and are the number one overall seed in the AFC. So congrats to the Ravens, and congrats to the Carolina Panthers for having their first shutout loss in 21 years. Is this rock bottom? I feel like we've already reached rock bottom. We've just been kind of sitting there for a couple of weeks, months, years. Depends on your perspective. Last week was fun, though, and that was one of the few highlights of the season. Like, this has truly been a failed season for the Carolina Panthers. Why? Because the Carolina Panthers now have traded the number one overall pick in the 2024 draft to the Chicago Bears. It is official. The Panthers will be drafting first in the second round, but the Bears will be drafting first overall in the 2024 NFL draft. Now, they probably actually would have scored a point, by the way. Had Eddie Pinheiro not pulled his hamstring during warmups, the Panthers were in field goal range on the opening drive of the game, but they had to go for it, so they would have scored, but instead, they were scoreless. So yes, it has been pretty much a failure of a season for the Panthers. The only reason I say it's not, I guess, 100% a failure is because Bryce Young is still standing, and Roy Robertson-Harris tried to put Bryce Young into an early grave on an opening drive, but Bryce was able to get up after suffering a back injury and play out the rest of the game. He has absolutely shown his toughness. People who question with his size, if he could hold up. We found out year one, I understand, one more game left to play. 
And someone's already asked me, should Bryce sit next week? No, he needs to play. We already saw what he could do last week. You want to build any sort of possible momentum, you have one more opportunity to do it. He needs to play next week. But Bryce Young, so far, has held up, which seems like a minor miracle. Like, that is the only thing that is leading me to believe that this is not a complete abject failure of the se- of a season. Of course, yes, they're 2-14. and 14. Unfortunately, the NFL owners are so damn greedy that we have 17 regular season games instead of just 16. We have one more week that we have to suffer through this. But maybe next week, the Panthers can beat the Bucs. Because if the Bucs win, they're going to be NFC South champions. Baker Mayfield is going to get to celebrate at Baker America Stadium as champion of the NFC South. I don't think anyone wants that to happen. So the Panthers still do have something to play for next week. And I do hope that they go out there and they play well and they beat the Bucs. But today, yeah, today was uh, obviously extremely depressing the entire season has been very depressing the only feel-good moments I can think of there's been three it was the win against Houston of course the win against Atlanta last week in a losing effort Bryce Young looking like the real deal and the only other feel-good I suppose could be winning next week maybe Tariq Cohen going out there in playing I guess that would be a nice moment it's kind of been really a fan obsession over a guy who hasn't played a football game in four years so sure give him a jersey next week maybe he does something maybe he doesn't I don't really care either way would just be nice if the Carolina Panthers can close out the 2023 regular season with a win next Sunday against the Buccaneers but yeah today today was brutal and it just came down to what we've seen all season long, the inability of the offensive line to protect Bryce Young. We saw four straight drives to start off the game all end in sacks, three of those occurring on third down. When the Panthers were in obvious passing situations early in this game, this offensive line did not have a chance. And in particular, Ike Aquanu was dreadful yet again. And this is a stat from David Newton of ESPN.com. The two sacks by Panthers left tackle Ike Aquanu in the first half gave him 18 on the season on his pass blocks. That's the most by any player in the NFL, regardless of the position per ESPN analytics slash NFL next gen Stats, your sixth overall pick from a year ago, the first player taken on the offensive board in the 2022 NFL draft has been a complete liability for you at left tackle. And I don't know if it's as simple as move him in the guard next season because the Panthers are going to have to find another left tackle. And you would have thought last year, after the first two games against the Browns, and not shockingly so, you're playing Miles Garrett. He's one of the best defensive players in the NFL. He should win those reps against Icky starting in his first game in the NFL. And then looking at the Giants game, it's his second week. And after that, he's pretty rock solid. Until that Tampa game where he gave up a sack, Sam Darnold fumbled, and that was it for the Carolina Panthers in the 2022 season. Their hopes ended right there in Tampa Bay to win the division title and go to the playoffs. But Icky had been solid last year. But this year, I just don't understand how he's regressed this much. Is it having played next to six? Is it now seven different left guards? Because Nas Jensen went in there. I don't think he's played left guard so far this season. But Nas Jensen to go in for Cade Mays, so they might be up to seven left guards. Is it that? Is not having Brady Christensen out there all season long, has that been a part of the problem for Ricky Aquanu? Is it just a sophomore slump? I don't really understand how a player who looked solid last year at left tackle can be quite possibly the worst left tackle in the NFL here in 2023 Brady Christensen's under contract next year what do you do with him do you just bench him is he a backup uh do you bring back 
Austin Corbett, who suffered an MCL tear. He's been one of your better offensive linemen when he's been healthy. Problem is, he has not been healthy this season long, and that has played into the part of the problem for the Carolina Panthers not being able to protect Bryce Young this season, but he's coming off of back-to-back off-seasons with a significant knee injury. Now, the MCL less so compared to the ACL that he suffered last year in that final game against the Saints that caused him to miss the first six games of the season. But, man, what do you do there? The cap ramifications don't make it simple as just get rid of him because there's going to be a ton of money dead cap-wise. Taylor Moten, you would think you want to bring him back. He's been the only steadying presence on the offensive line so far this season. Bradley Bozeman, the out in his contracts until 2024, so 2025, rather. So people are going to say, move him into guard. All right, but what are you going to do with the other guards that are already on the roster? You have Cade Mays, who's been on the roster, hasn't been great. Of course, you have Chandler Zavala, who you just drafted, hasn't been great at guards. You have plenty of options at guard, but what are you going to do at tackle? And it's not like the Carolina Panthers are the only team in the NFL trying to find consistent tackle play. That is a league-wide issue. So I feel like they got to find a way to make it work. But I'm sorry... 18 sacks given up by a single player feels like an untenable situation. And that's coming from someone who, again, just said, I feel like they got to find a way to make it work. But we don't know who's going to be the general manager. So these are questions that we can't really even answer until we find out whether Scott Fitter is going to be GM or it's going to be somebody else. Oh, boy. Panthers offensive stats, by the way, today. They had seven first downs. <laughs> Three of them occurred on the opening drive. Then they had six straight. Three and outs, truly just spectacular stuff there. 124 total yards. Did not get that until, I believe, their final drive of the game. 2.3 yards per play. Uh, One for 13 on third down in this game. Did not reach the red zone at any point in the ballgame this afternoon down in Jacksonville. Woof. Just, just, mm, 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 mm. It's tough to watch. But there's only one more week left. So the Carolina Panthers officially have traded away the number one overall pick to the Chicago Bears. Congratulations, Bears fans. The Bears beat the Falcons, who somehow are still in the playoff hunt. What on earth? The Falcons, good, I mean, what in the world? But the Bears have number one pick. The Panthers have a problem, have had a problem all season long at left tackle and on the offensive line. And there's still questions about their number one overall pick, quarterback Bryce Young, and whether he's going to survive next week. Hopefully he will. We will see. But a lot of questions to answer during the offseason here in Carolina. Defensively, things were a little bit better. uh, But I have some questions, too, about who played, who didn't play, and how things turned out for the Carolina Panthers defense. And also prayers out there to Marquise Haynes, who was stretchered off with a concussion. And he's being evaluated at an area hospital. So that is good news. But we'll find more out about that, I assume, on Monday when Chris Tabor, I guess he's going to be talking to the media on New Year's Day. So we'll talk about the defense and more from this dreadful 26 to nothing drubbing at the hands of the Trevor Lawrence-less Jacksonville Jaguars here in just a moment on Locked on Panthers. Price Picks is the most fun you'll have winning up to 25 times your money this football season. You just select two or more players, pick more or less on the projected stats, and place your entry with basketball season here. You can now pick combo projections across football and basketball from the Specials League, a league created specifically for combo projections that include two or more players from different sports or leagues. For example, you can take LeBron James plus Travis Kelsey at a 10.5 combo of three-pointers made 
made plus receptions price picks is really simple to play you can make your picks and submit your entry in less than 60 seconds quick withdrawals easy gameplay and an enormous selection of players and stat types are what make price picks the number one daily fantasy sports app go to pricepicks.com slash locked on nfl and use code locked on nfl for your first deposit match up to 100 that's pricepicks.com slash locked on nfl and use code locked on nfl for your first deposit match up to $100. The Carolina Panthers were shut out on Sunday afternoon for the first time in 21 years. The last time that occurred was November 24th of the 2002 season versus the Atlanta Falcons. The Panthers would have scored had Eddie Pinheiro not pulled his hamstring to start off the game. Well, before the game even started, it had Kamu Grie Hill kicking off. The Panthers only kicked off one time today. That was to open up the game. Oh my gosh. And Kamu. So, hey, it wasn't a great kickoff either. The Jags had the ball at the 40-yard line, so that was not a situation the Panthers necessarily wanted to be in. A little bit different a couple weeks ago in the driving rainstorm against the Falcons. It was more strategic then. It was out of necessity. And it's the second time in three years the Panthers have had to be in the situation. Think back to a couple years ago. When Zane Gonzalez, he pulled, I think his groin uh, on the frozen turf there up in Buffalo. I guess it's actually grass in Buffalo, but the frozen field up in Buffalo, he could not kick that day. So they had Brandon Zilstra, the special teams ace, had to kick off. That was a, a rough situation for the Panthers as they got embarrassed by the Bills that Sunday afternoon. And Matt Rule threw Cam Newton under the bus after the game. Fans really enjoyed that from Coach Rule. Um, but yeah, looking at today's game, the defense. I felt like was fine last week. Just call space bait. Didn't play well. Had the defense play better last week. The Panthers um, could have won that game. And you know, honestly, they probably should have won the game even uh, with the bad defensive performance, performance, especially when you look at some of the uh, questionable calls at the end of the game. Really, the questionable call was the catch by Romeo Dobbs. We've moved on from that. The defense gave up 312 yards today. 155 yards on the ground, and most of that came on that 62-yard run by Travis Etienne, who had 100 yards rushing, two touchdowns in this game. The Jags were only one of five in the red zone. That's been a big issue for the Panthers all season long. They came in fifth in total defense as far as yards allowed in the NFL heading into today's game, and you wonder, okay, how can you be top five in total defense but then one of the worst scoring defenses in the league well it's because you don't get stops in the red zone they get stops in the red zone in the first half the Jags were 0 for 3 in the red zone overall again one for five the Panthers have the 31st ranked red zone defense the Jags have the 17th ranked red zone offense I understand that Trevor Lawrence didn't play in this game CJ Beathard I thought was serviceable he did exactly what you ask a backup quarterback to go out there and do and to put your team in position to win games not turn the football over uh, make the right decisions that's what he did I know a lot of fans a lot of time like to act like these backup quarterbacks are the next coming you got to put them out there as a starter we've done that here in Carolina uh Kyle Allen ridiculous so I'm never gonna let that one go never gonna let that one go uh but yeah the Panthers defense I felt like overall they were they were good enough just didn't get anything out of offense. Uh, J.C. Horn did not play in this game. Now, he was not on the inactive list. He was questionable heading in the game with a toe injury. This is now, I would believe, what is 13th missed game of the season. No way the Panthers can give him the fifth-year option for 2025 no way you can do that he just has not played enough when he's on the field he's a good player we all know that the problem is he's just not available and I don't know what exactly they're going to do when it comes to the cornerback situation this offseason 
they could let Dante Jackson go if it's a new coaching. Well, it's going to be a new coaching staff, but especially if it's a completely new coaching staff, we'll see what happens with the defensive side of the ball, whether Jero Vero gets an opportunity to be head coach elsewhere, whether he stays here in Carolina. We'll find out what the deal with that will be once there's clarity on, well, who's going to be the GM, who's going to be the head coach. Then you can start looking at some of the players and whether Dante Jackson will be back next season. Yes, J.C. Horn will be back. It'll be a final year of his rookie deal and really a prove-it season for the Panthers and for the rest of the NFL to see if this is somebody that you can invest in if he can play enough games. He has not been able to do that. It's unfortunate, but he was active to play, and that created a rough situation for the Panthers because they had Shaquille Griffin for the second week in a row. He was active over C.J. Henderson, and because J.C. Horn was testing out that toe closer to game time, didn't feel like he could go, the Panthers were down a corner because they weren't able to have C.J. Henderson active on the roster. And we have known now for a while that C.J. Henderson was not going to be a Carolina Panther in 2024, just go all the way back to May when the decision was made to not exercise the fifth-year option. They rightfully and smartly, wisely picked up Derrick Browns, who got ejected in this game, by the way. A little bit of uh, Iron Bowl venom <laughs> spilling over uh, between him and Cam Robinson. Of course, Derrick Brown having gone to Auburn. Cam Robinson had played at Alabama. And Derrick Brown was like holding Britton Strange. By the way, we talked about the draft picks that have been traded away. Uh, the Jags were able to draft Britton Strange because the Panthers made a trade. I believe it was the Bear- was it the Bears trade that we just happened? Yeah, I think it was the Bears trade. That just occurred. Or maybe there was a McCaffrey trade. One of the trades. That was a Britton Strange, the guy who, you know, was having a whole paw of, of face mask, or I guess his whole a paw was in his face and his face mask today. He's in Jacksonville in large part because the Carolina Panthers trade away that pick. So that's what you get for some of the trades the Panthers have made, but Derek Brown getting ejected. Played well. He's been good all season long. I don't really care about that. It is a little comical that now your two best defensive players, Derek Brown and Brian Burns, have both been ejected so far this season. That's just a little bit of icing on the cake of this awful season for the Panthers. But J.C. Horn did not play, so Shaquille Griffin was active and C.J. Henderson was not. But he would have been, it seems like, had J.C. Horn early on basically not been able to go and the Panthers would have put him as an inactive. C.J. Henderson, his fate's been decided. He will not be here next season. I guess Shaquille Griffin won't be here next season. Maybe Dante Jackson won't be here next season. The Panthers will have a ton of draft picks, so not quite sure what they're going to do at the corner position, and that just complicates everything even further when it comes to what this team's going to look like in 2024 and even beyond, and that's a position, of course, that you need to have two three solid guys. I think they have one solid guy for sure. He's just not out there enough. Now, Marquise Haynes did go out in the second half of this game. A weird play. He collided with another Panther, and he tried to get up, then fell down, and it looked like he was holding his leg. I really couldn't understand what was happening. They go to break, come back, and they have a backboard out there. I was like, what What happened? So, apparently had a concussion. Precautionary measure. We see it all the time. Uh, we not all, but I mean, we see it enough, honestly, in the NFL where guys get stretched off, thumbs up, go to the hospital, everything's fine. That was the case earlier this season with Chandler Savall in Detroit, and hopefully that'll be the case with Marquise Haynes, who's from Jacksonville. Awful for him to be back home playing against his hometown team and to be carted off like that. He was questionable with a back injury that's plagued him since the beginning of the season, even before it even started. So sounds like there's good signs for Marquis Haynes. Um, but, yeah, not ideal ever, of course, have a concussion and to be uh, stretchered off in the game. So prayers out to him. 
on this New Year's Eve as hopefully he'll be good to travel back with the team. We'll find out more and talk about that more on the show tomorrow. I gave you on Friday my three keys to victory. Well, the Carolina Panthers, as we know, were not successful, did not win this game. We'll review the three keys and then uh, put a bow on 2023 here in just a moment on Locked on Panthers. The NFL regular season is wrapping up, but there's still time to get in on the action with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $150 in bonus bets win or lose so just put down a five dollar bet 150 bucks it's yours on FanDuel the app is so easy to use and there are so many different ways to bet like live same game parlays find bets in the new explore tab make a parlay in the parlay hub the best way to find popular parlays and so much more so visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and make your first bet a layup FanDuel official partner of the NFL So on Fridays, I will give you all my three keys to victory. Stop doing it for a couple weeks this season because there were some other things that were more pressing and also like the Panthers were just so bad. I was like, what's the point? But then they won a game against Atlanta. They went out there. They're competitive against Green Bay. It was all right. Let's keep doing this. Let's start talking about three keys and also just makes things a little bit easier on my end. Uh, on Fridays, I already have something that I just typically do, like the, the mailbags on Wednesdays, which can be on Fridays in the offseason. Just always having like a dedicated um, kind of topic on shows that really helps me out, especially when, well, the Panthers aren't really helping me out content-wise because they're not very good. But now they're going to help me out in the offseason, though. That's the one thing. You know, selfishly, if they're going to be this bad, uh, you're going to have to give me a head. And David Tepper gave me a head, and that was Frank Reich. So give me something to talk about in January and in February. And, of course, you know March, April, that's pretty simple with free agency and the draft. Make things easier in January and February. And they've done that because we'll have yet another coaching search. It seems like it's going to be an annual tradition here in Carolina as David Tepper does not know what he's doing at all. Safe to say Chris Tabor will not be the guy. And, honestly, I appreciate the way he's gone about it, he's been pretty level-headed throughout the entirety of the situation. The players have respected his even-keeled demeanor. He was pretty passionate, asked about just how the season's gone, and Chicago being number one over pick. He's just, I'm just not concerned about that. I'm concerned about going out there next week, having an opportunity to play against Atlanta one more time with these guys. going to be the last time this team is together in its current state, and that's probably a good thing, obviously, but still, it, a lot's going to change here in a week. Because key card Monday, it's coming up next week. And pretty much everybody's key card in that building on the coaching staff side is just not going to work all of a sudden come Monday morning on January 8th. So we're going to be there fairly soon. So he's still focused on the task at hand, which is to go out, play it. Not They're not playing Atlanta, but to play Tampa, beat them, prevent them from going to the playoffs. That would be ideal. And I'm still excited to see what they can do next week. I would love for them to ruin it for the Buccaneers, not have Baker come here and celebrate. I like Baker, but I don't want that to be a storyline coming out of the game. Baker Mayfield jettisoned by the Carolina Panthers. Now, he's the one who asked to be released, by the way. But, you know, released midseason by the Panthers after they traded for him late on July 5th of last year. So, don't really want Baker Mayfield to come back, win that game. And the Bucs celebrate the division title for what will be a third year in a row, right? Just can't have that. Cannot have that at all. So I am, hey, one more week, one more opportunity. Hoping Bryce Young can go out there, show us something. Because, again, development, that's the number one thing. But outside of Bryce Young's 
ability to stay healthy, the miracle of him being able to stay healthy up to this point in time, the wins against Houston and against Atlanta, and even last week against Green Bay. There really have not been uh, too many sunshiny moments for the Carolina Panthers here in 2023. Hoping, praying, begging for 2024 to be better, but I know that David Tepper's the owner, so I'm not going to get my hopes up at all. But the three keys to victory, I had three of them, of course, on Friday. Number one, I was hoping the Carolina Panthers would establish the run. Didn't do that. 15 rush attempts for 57 yards, 3.8 yards per carry. And the way this game went, it didn't really dictate for them to have to throw the ball 32 times like they did. It was a 9 nothing game at halftime. The Jags were not scoring touchdowns. They could have ran the ball so much more. Like Shuba Hubbard had 11 carries, 45 yards. That's 4.1 yards per carry. You can roll with that. I just still don't feel like he gets the ball enough. And we are sitting here through 17 weeks, 16 games, and this team still does not have an identity when it comes to what they want to do on offense. Now, it doesn't matter. Not really, because Thomas Brown, one more week, he's gone. Parks Frazier, one more week, he's gone. John Jefferson, one more week, he's gone. Everyone, James Campen, one more week, he's gone. A lot of these players, one more week, they're gone. There's going to be a ton of changes. So we've seen it. We, we know the story. The offense was dreadful. This is now – Thomas Brown has done – what has it been? He's eight games as a play caller. Yeah, eight games as a play caller. He has had four games where they didn't score a touchdown. They scored, what, four last week? So I think it's eight games, eight touchdowns for Thomas Brown as a play caller here in Carolina. That is not a resume – that is befitting of anyone that's going to call plays at the National Football League level anytime soon. Hopefully, for his sake, he'll get an opportunity. We just know, considering how things work out in the NFL and who Thomas Brown is and what he looks like, it's probably going to be a while before he gets another opportunity to be a play caller on the offensive side of the ball in the NFL. And that's kind of a tragedy for him, just knowing that's just the dynamics of the league, man. Just look around. How many minority play callers out there on the offensive side of the ball? Not a ton. And this was his opportunity. Didn't work out. And for him, I feel for him. But, man, he didn't do himself any favors. And it's it's going to be a while if he ever gets another opportunity. Uh, so, yeah, the Panthers could not run the football. That was tough. Number two. Ah, uh, man. They had to make tr- – well, I said Trevor Lawrence, C.J. Beathard. I waited until Friday afternoon to record because I was trying to see whether Trevor Lawrence was going to uh, be active or be able to play. Didn't find out uh, probably like an hour after I recorded the show that he was actually not going to play. That would be C.J. Beathard. But either way, I said on Friday, make Trevor Lawrence or C.J. Beathard uncomfortable. And the Panthers got to him three times, but he looked pretty comfortable. 17 of 24, 178 yards, had a 92.0 rating, no turnovers, no touchdowns exactly what you're asking for uh, out of a backup quarterback. Take care of the football. Get him down the field. Look comfortable. Don't make mistakes. And C.J. Beathard did that for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Also helps that they ran for 155 yards. Uh, Travis Etienne was uh, awesome in this game with the two touchdowns and 102 rushing yards, especially the 62-yard run. That helps your quarterback. Yeah, Beathard was good enough, and the Panthers just – they didn't wreak too much havoc, but it was good to see Brian Burns get his seventh sack of the season. Gross Mottos got a sack as well. And then I think it was Deion Jones also got a sack uh, in, in this game. And then the third key was to take advantage of a gettable Jag secondary – and, well, the Panthers did not do that. Bryce Young, 19-32 for 112 yards, an interception, sacked six times, had a 53.1 rating. The Panthers had 1.8 yards per pass attempt. And this was brought up by Adam Archuleta on the broadcast in this game on CBS that DJ Jark 
had really been pretty good for the Panthers the last couple of weeks. Had the big catch on that final drive against Atlanta in that win last week. Had two great touchdown catches and some other catches too, just with his footwork was excellent. But man, in this game, it took into the fourth quarter for him to be even targeted. Gets a reception on that fourth down, which great throw by Bryce, great catch by DJ Chark. Then proceeds to have three drops. A drop on first down, diving catch, but that's a ball you got to come up with. Doesn't catch it. You have a drop on third down as well. Tough, but again, a play you got to find a way to make, especially in a game where you're down 19 nothing. And then fourth down, apparently it was a drop. We couldn't even see it because the cameraman on CBS got completely faked out. But that just illustrates why the Carolina Panthers need to completely overhaul their wide receiver core. I guess Thielen will be back next year. Um, He's played well enough to get the opportunity, but he cannot be your de facto number one wide receiver. You'll see Jonathan Mingo back because they just drafted him. But Terrace Marshall, it's been six straight games that he has been a healthy scratch. So we're probably never going to see him playing a Panthers uniform again. DJ Chark, time to go. I had people asking me on the mailbag, and that's the thing, the recency bias. It just... People do that. They get overly excited. Oh, hey, you know, DJ Chark finally making some plays. Should he come back next year? Did you forget, like, the first 14 weeks where he didn't do jack outside of the game against the Seahawks when Andy Dalton started? Is that a a Bryce Young problem? I don't know. Seems like him and Bryce had a really good connection. And you look at next-gen stats we talked about last week on the mailbag. The dude doesn't get any separation. So... Feels like it's really a DJ Chark problem. So DJ Chark, no, does not need to be back in Carolina. Not a good football player at all. Bye. Did not work out. The guy that wanted DJ Chark here, Frank Reich, he's been gone for five weeks. No need at all to bring DJ Chark back here to Carolina. I wish him the best of luck in his future endeavors, but those endeavors will not be here in Carolina. So yeah, they need to find some actual speed. Some guys can catch the football. Guys can get separation. That would help. Bryce Young. And they also need an offensive line to just be healthy, first off, and in one that can protect him. And I'm just telling you right now, looking at the financials, a lot of the guys, maybe all the guys that you're looking at right now, gonna be back next season. So just prepare yourself mentally, because that might be your reality. But we can't really find out until we find out what's the deal with Scott Fitter. What has changed in the last five weeks that would change David Tepper's mind? Why is he still here? These are questions that need answers, and those will come on Monday of next week. Key card Monday, right around the corner. But that's going to wrap up this edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, hosted by yours truly, Julian Council. Again, y'all subscribe or follow the show for free on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast, free and available everywhere. Be sure to follow me, Julian Council, on Twitter, at Julian Council, where I'll be back with you one final time on a Wednesday to answer your weekly Wednesday mailbag questions. But do not worry, starting next Friday, not this upcoming Friday, but next Friday, I'll be back with the weekly Friday mailbag here on Locked on Panthers throughout the entirety of the offseason. So either at me or DM me to get those questions into me right now for the final edition of the weekly Wednesday mailbag here on Locked on Panthers for the 2023 season. But in the meantime, be safe, be happy, be whole. And as always, keep pounding beers. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. 
Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.